We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home. And a simple way to get it, Rocket can. Maggie and Proloff, so glad to have you. Coming up later in this hour, Jordan Schultz is going to join us. Uh, he's the one who broke the story this morning about Kadarius Tony going from the Giants to the Kansas City Chiefs. If Tony can stay healthy, he is really explosive. And that is just another weapon for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. The problem is, can he stay healthy? But we've got pressing matters when it comes to... Aaron Rodgers, the one and only. Let's check in. What the f*** is Aaron Rodgers up to today? A lot. <laughs> a lot. A lot. Um, Every day. Yeah, kind of. Um, so Rodgers went on McAfee's show on Tuesday and said that guys who are making mental mistakes, they're making, you know, they, he's ballparked about 20% mental mistakes. Uh, 20% of their mistakes have been mental, and it's got to get cleaned up. And if not... You got to start taking reps away from guys. Now, Rogers was asked if any teammates maybe came to him and said, Hey, why'd you call us out? Hey, man, <laughs> what's the deal? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> One of those guys has a problem with it. I'm right here. I'd love to have a conversation. I enjoy those conversations. You know, I enjoy any type of uh, conflict like that because I know the resolution on the other side is going to make us, uh, you know, a better unit, a better friendship, a better cohesion on the field. But nobody's come to me and said, I got a problem with what you said. Shocker. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who, who is going to come up to Aaron Rodgers, mm. the guy who is the face of the franchise and one of the great quarterbacks in the history of the league? Be like, uh, Aaron, I didn't uh, like what you said on Pat McAfee show. Mm, maybe come Rashawn on. Gary. Maybe no. one defensive player was playing out of his mind this year and weighs 315 pounds and uh, could intimidate anybody. Left the game last week at a crucial point and had to go out with an injury. So I don't know. I don't think it's going to be Rashawn Gary, a guy who's still looking to get paid, by the way, too. So I don't think he wants to rock the boat. Maybe a Jair Alexander. I don't think rock it's anybody. Boat. Rock it. Nobody. I, first of all, I do think you're right. No one's playing well enough to go up to him. But there's no rocking the boat. Like, management's not on Aaron's side. I mean, I think they want to go up to him and say, get your act together. <laughs> I, I just find that this does not seem realistic to me. Yeah. I think the only person who could possibly say something to Rodgers and he would listen would be like a Mercedes Lewis or someone like that who's been. Or, or Cobb. Randall yeah, but Cobb. Cobb's hurt now, too. I think it's hard for guys when they're hurt, they don't feel like they have. Like a leg to stand on, no pun Yeah, intended. and by the way, Randall Cobb is only there because Aaron requested yeah, right. he got yeah. back there. And Mercedes Lewis is, has how many catches over the last Yeah, five but years? I know that I think Rogers really respects Lewis for how long his career has been and all that. Anyway, the point is <laughs> yeah. nobody's going to say You're something. You're, I, yeah, yeah. yeah, you don't think I'm reaching with Mercedes Lewis. I definitely am. And the, also, I get... I love this approach from him where it's like, let's talk about it and we'll be better on the other side. And that's always the hope, but that doesn't always happen. You know, like, I'm not saying that's a reason to bottle things up and just like silently stew, but not, it's not always when you come to somebody the first time and you say like, Hey, I, di I didn't like what you said. It doesn't always lead to a kumbaya moment. Yeah. You but know? you know, Aaron Rodgers is in this conflict resolution mode yeah. fueled by mind altering drugs <laughs> What could I, go wrong? I, I think actually I actually think Aaron is sincere here. I, I do think too. I think he's putting it out there and he would want someone to come up to him and say, Hey, hey man, what's going on here? Why would you say that? And Aaron's good would be able to vent about how he's disappointed and they would probably hug at the end. I could see that happening. By the way, Mercedes Lewis, thirty eight years old. Yeah, I know. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, did you okay. say that? No, no but, but yeah, he's been Mercedes around forever. Thirty eight. Yeah. That's that's not really old for a tight end. Anyway, <laughs> I, I do think that Aaron Rodgers is looking for something, searching for something and trying 
a different ta- tactic yesterday. I defended him because, like, this is a desperate situation there. What are they supposed to do? I know, and I appreciate him wanting to have a conversation, but does that even seem, I mean, say someone actually goes up and says, like, Aaron, I don't like the fact that you called this out, and then he's going to, his response is going to be like, then play better. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's not going to be a long conversation. And then what's the person supposed to say? Like, I don't know if anyone wants to engage Aaron Rodgers okay. like this. Well, I'm very good. I'm I'm a conflict avoider. I'm good at conflict resolution. Let's, okay. let's role play. Okay, want to role play? Who do you want to be? You're Aaron Rodgers. Okay, and you're who? I am. Who's got the stones to come up to the great one, well, who, to the you, deity? You sign me. Am I Robert Tunyon, who he probably likes because he's actually caught most of the balls? <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm an offensive lineman. Okay, okay, so you are David Bakhtiari. No, not uh, a star offensive. I'm a I'm a grunt. I'm a right guard, uh, in and out of the lineup, maybe rotational guy. Okay, you don't have a name. I don't have a name. Let's not go. <laughs> we specific. don't have the Packers depth chart in front of us. So you no, I, I don't want a name. I'm an anonymous guy. Okay, you're an anonymous guy. Aaron. Yes. How you doing? Awful. <laughs> because of people like you. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. I that was tough. That's a jab. I can come back. Now, Aaron, I understand you're frustrated, but to actually say that in public hurt a lot of guys' feelings. Yeah. And we really wish you would say that inside the locker yeah. room. You want to so know what you... hurts my feelings? When your fat ass misses a block and I end up on my back. Oh, well, that, that's go time. <laughs> I would just punch you right in the face. <laughs> oh, man. Aaron is much meaner than I thought he'd be. I'm just kidding. Okay, let's, sorry. Let me channel Aaron. Yeah, by the way. <sighs> sorry, he wouldn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be an odd California dude named Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. That yeah. I was being me. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. No, no. So, Aaron, Aaron, we really appreciate it. We all want to play better. We all want to play better for you. You're really important to us. But what you said, probably we don't feel it was the most productive way. Explain to me, why did you say it out there instead of saying, just keeping it inside the locker room? All right. Well, come on over. Why don't we sit down in a in a circle? Yeah. Crisscross applesauce style. Yeah. Let's burn a little sage. Okay, now you're going too, little right too far. I, mean, the that, I can't do this. That's right. his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Not him. You got to find a you got to find a medium between those two. I, I, I mean, this is Rogers. He's the extremes. Um, a medium. All right. Okay, try it again. <laughs> Aaron and take three. <laughs> Aaron, uh, I heard what you said on the Pat McAfee show the other day. By the way, big fan. Your appearances are great. Yeah, I know. Um, we don't totally understand as a team. I talked to a bunch of teammates, and we all want to play so much better for you. We all want to perform. But we don't understand why you would bring that out in public instead of keeping it in the locker room. Is there something you feel like you can't say to us or that we're not listening to? Because if so, I think we can address it and all get better as a team together. Yeah. Have you not been writing down the notes I've been asking you to take over the last seven weeks? Because I'm pretty sure I said this many times about how you need to get better. I'm at my wits end here. Everybody is pointing at me because of the losses. Meanwhile, it's not just about me. No one understands the kind of stress I'm under and I need you to appreciate that. We totally appreciate it. I mean, listen, we wouldn't be where we are as a team over the last five years if it wasn't for you. You're two-time MVP. I'm sorry. Hold on one second. I need yeah. to drink some scotch. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. All right, I'm better now. I, I totally get it. Um, listen, all I want to say is we're all in, man. I cannot wait to go out there and play hard for you on Sunday. You're telling me you wouldn't hug me after that? Come on, Maggie. Admit <laughs> it. I know you're trying to play tough guy Aaron Rodgers. I didn't like down the middle Aaron Rodgers. He's boring. I'm a I right like guard. my two versions of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, I'm telling you, the right offensive lineman with the right mentality could break down. Aaron wants this interaction. You could tell he wants to cry with somebody and hug them. <laughs> He's desperate for this connection. He's just basically seeking a connection with somebody. <laughs> with right someone, now. anyone, please. Yeah, I don't care if it's a witch. Like, there's something. <laughs> 
He's yearning. I mean, he actually yearning. said. He actually said to the microphone, he's like, I want someone to come up with me because I think we'll be stronger afterwards. He's feeling completely isolated right now. He, this Listen, is actually a call for help. This is a call for connection from his teammates. He wants to be part of the team. He wants to say this is a locker room, but he can't because there's something inside of Aaron Rodgers that is lacking. I mean, if you said that to him, you're not getting a hug. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Also, oh, it's easy to hug a right guard. They're like these big, I know. I always guys, think of like, a scene in in Fight Club where yeah. he's hugging, you know, uh, Meatloaf. Yeah, yeah. He's like Robert Paulson, and he's just crying. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I was going for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the You're, Robert Paulson. Yeah. Uh, okay, more Rogers here uh, about why he said what he said on McAfee. And I do do it privately. I'm not saying anything on Pat that I'm not saying to those guys. You know, maybe that's you know talking about a conversation that's behind closed doors in public. But you know, the level of accountability is the standard here. I don't think it should be a problem to any of those guys to hear criticism. And we all got to be okay with it and take it in, process it. If it doesn't fit, then it doesn't fit. But if it fits, we got to wear it and improve on those on those certain things. Yeah, I get it. All this sounds really good. The one thing about it, though, is that he said right there, if it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. Like, not all people respond to criticism in the right way. Coaches talk about this all the time at every level. You have to know which of your players you need to kick in the butt and which players need a hug. And that can sometimes be the hardest thing to figure out. But once you do, that's what brings you closer to the player, right? That's where you end up getting the best out of them. And Rodgers is sort of calling out the team, just sort of like, you know, on McAfee, like, you don't know how people are going to respond to that. Absolutely. Uh, it's it's a fine line. That being said, I do feel like I'm tempted to bet on the Packers now. I feel like they might show up. Oh, wow. Don't you feel like they're fired up? Went because outright of all this? in Buffalo? No, no, no. But lose by less than 11 points. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, that's probably a good bet anyway. Uh, it's a big spread. Really? Yeah. I think it could be even bigger. This Green Bay team isn't Buffalo. Oh, you're just down because no, of your team. No, I'm not team. doing that. It's just normally when you have those spreads that are really big, it's yeah. because the quarterback on the other side is not great. Yeah, it's not. It's very rare that you would have an all-time great quarterback and then 11 point spread. That doesn't add up. I mean, they lost 27 10 to the New York Jets. No, I know, yeah. but I'm just saying those big I think that, spreads. That for, game was in Lambo too. Yeah, I just think that the way the season has gone, it shouldn't even be eleven; it should be eighteen. But you're right; because Rodgers is there. Yeah, but no, I think the I think the Packers play better. I think that this honestly, like, is you think the call out's going to work? I think it's going to work. And I don't, the fact I don't, that you uh, don't think they burn sage, I'm disappointed in yeah. you. Of course they did. <laughs> I think I think it's going to work. I think everyone's going to be motivated to play better because they have been leaving a lot of points on the field. They don't need to get that much better. I just don't think they can stop Josh Allen and the Bills. They should be able to. Their defense on paper should be very good. They have not played well. They've got a lot of great players on defense. I, I just it's, I don't think anyone can stop Josh Allen and the Bills right oh, now. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Wait, so you're a Bills fan. Do you, you feel some nerves about this one, even though it's an 11-point spread? Anytime Aaron Rodgers is coming to town, you'd be, you'd be like totally deceiving yourself if you weren't feeling nerves. Of course, this isn't the same as having, you know, some lower-level quarterback. Wow, that's interesting. Because say, say you play really, the, that's the most obvious thing. Well, yeah, but if you play the Patriots, it might be a seven-point spread. You theoretically, based on the odds, would be more scared of the Patriots. But you're saying you're more scared because Aaron Rodgers, even though the no, way I'm scared of the Patriots too. But that's because of Belichick, not because of the quarterbacks. Is there any organized football team that would not scare you, even no matter how your team is? <laughs> well, is there, is there I any mean, situation where you could just could you just be confident about your Bills? I, you're like, oh, about I don't them. know. Do my Jets scare you? Oh. Uh, 
Oh, ouch. That's, that's all I needed. I'll, I'll, <laughs> my voice went up. <laughs> that, was, that was high octane. You know, I'm telling you, it's like Zach Wilson doesn't scare me. The defense does. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Zach Wilson, no thanks. That, that right there, that 5-2 and two record means eh, nothing. Eh. My yeah. voice went up really, really high. Was that a question when you said that 5-2 and two record means nothing, or was that a statement? Yes. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. All right, do you agree with Perloff that the Packers are going to get better off of all this. This is going to be a good thing that Rogers called everybody out or like me. Do you feel like this is just one more example of how just this thing has gone totally off the rails. It's kind of gotten away from Rogers. In my opinion, eight, five, five, two, one, two, four CBS, eight, five, five, two, one, two, four, two, two, seven. It's like when you have to spend more time explaining what you said and like the why that's never a good sign. Yeah, I'm just laughing because I don't think you would pick the Packers over the Lions this week, except you're nervous because they're going to Buffalo. There's no <laughs> situation. There's, you are just the you're the fan who is never, never like you think if you let your guard down yes. that the Bills are going to disappoint, and you think secretly think you have some control of how they're going to play on Sunday. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking to somebody who switches places in on the couch. Well, you listen, do. Yeah, I mean, and I'm your not, teams aren't playing well. I'm not going to screw over Nick Sirianni by going to the kitchen <laughs> yes. at the wrong time. I mean, these guys work hard. They don't need me to ruin their game. <laughs> How dare you get up for a seltzer water on yeah, a third yeah, yeah. down? Uh, I have all these. I have to. You don't even want to know. The, the do tricks you have more superstitions? Oh, my gosh. Especially if one of my guys is playing, like Case or Andy or something. No, you turn off the TV. You've told me that. I turn off the TV, but if actually I, I have a habit, a nervous habit, where right before the snap, I have to mute, unmute, and mute again. Oh, oh my no. gosh, you are a prisoner. You're a I'm prisoner OCD. in your own superstitious OCD. Well, if you're afraid of a bad play, you ever watch a horror movie? The yeah. music makes it so much scarier. Yeah. Like if you turn the sound off, it looks ridiculously, it looks totally yeah. stupid. <laughs> yeah, right. Jaws, I, just a robotic shark. If it's like fourth and 18 or something and something really bad's about to happen on the football field, it's fourth. much much less impactful if you watch it on mute. If you hear the announcer go, oh, he steps back and throws an interception, it's so much more painful. So I mute situations where I'm nervous. Or if, the, if my team's losing or a bet's losing, I, I just... It takes away the scary? It takes away the scary when you're on mute. I never... That thought never even occurred to me. Nobody else mutes the no. TV before no. an important definitely not muting. Well... You're going to think about it on Sunday. You guys are going to start trying. <laughs> I swear, if somehow, like, the Packers are going down for a game-winning drive and I'm watching the game on mute, I'm going to just curse your name. Have you ever walked away from the TV because it was too stressful and you couldn't handle it? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, I've walked away from the TV. I have switched seats before. I have watched a whole game on the floor Yeah, yep. because <laughs> I started on the floor. Actually, that's how I watched the entire Bills-Ravens uh, playoff game, on the floor. Because it was a tight game and I started on the floor. I don't know why I was sitting on the floor to begin with, but I started on the floor, so it was four hours on the hardwood. Wow. Yeah. It wasn't that tight. Didn't even when Huntley came in or whoever the no, actually I don't know who came in. No, he came he was Lamar was there. They won on a pick six. Oh, not the seventeen three game. No, no, no. They won uh, yeah, it might have been. I don't know what the final score was. Yeah, Lamar got a concussion and went out, didn't he? Yeah, uh, but came back in. I believe, oh, he did. yeah, he did. Anyway, but was, that one was on the floor. That I was the one of the, the easiest the whole play. time. You are so. Uh, by the way, I don't care that I mute the TV. You're the most erotic fan I know. You really are. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
I'll wear that proudly. Another backhanded compliment. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You've been delivering them all day. That's funny. I, I, Russell I, Wilson is the, Pearl off the new Russell Wilson. I could say your hair looks good today, and I'd be in trouble. But I give an open <laughs> insult right there. You're like, well, thank you. <laughs> I mean, there. Are, I was thinking there was probably a Rolodex of things you could have called me right there. So neurotic fan, I will take. I buy it. I'm sorry. No. Uh, I'm definitely Bird, birds of a feather. Yeah, I'm pointing at myself too. Unlike Aaron Rodgers, who just points at everybody else. <laughs> no, but it's true. It, that that was it, the best. Is it bad mojo that he's wearing a Pittsburgh Pirates Clemente shirt before the Steelers and the Eagles tangle this weekend? Well, no, that was to impress Colin Hanks, who's coming up, who did a Willie Mays documentary. Yeah. So I wanted to show him that, like, I know some baseball history. You think he's going <laughs> to notice it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I pick out my outfits with a rhyme and a reason. I hope everyone respects you and appreciates that. You the Eagles. That. I mean, they're definitely losing because of this. Wow. Ooh. That's funny that you wore that to impress our guest. Yeah. A black t-shirt today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, just, I didn't want to say anything, Maggie, because I didn't want it to be considered a passive-aggressive <laughs> comment. But yeah, well, should I have worn, like, uh, I don't know. I'm just saying gump shoes or something? I don't know. What would I, <laughs> that wouldn't have impressed us. Color coordinate a little bit with our guest. might be nice. <laughs> say... Say we have a Los Angeles Rambo and a little yellow in your outfit wouldn't kill anyone, would it? Yeah. I should have worn dug out some kind of San Francisco Giants jersey you think I've laid around? <laughs> <laughs> Willie Mays? I don't think so. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Uh, we see you guys on the phones. You want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. You want to talk about what it means to be a true leader. We'll get to that in just a moment. Also, coming up next, we will lake and bake. If you've never heard that, just wait and see. It is Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Network. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff discussing Aaron Rodgers' unusual motivational techniques. Give us a call, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Are you okay with the way Aaron Rodgers leads the Packers? I will admit, unconventional, but I'm okay. Let's hear from you. 855-212-4CBS. Mike's in Pittsburgh. Hey, Mike, how are you? I'm very well, guys. How are you? We're doing great. What do you got? Um... First of all, you've quickly become my favorite show. I, I think that we look through this uh, sports stuff in the same prism. But uh, I agree that Aaron has built up the reputation that he can call people out. He didn't name anybody. I think that's what leaders should do. Um, he obviously has the pedigree that he can go ahead and uh, uh, make those type of comments. Uh, and I, I think they will respond. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. And, Mike, thanks so much for the call. And I appreciate you listening. That – you're going to call out teammates publicly, whether you agree with it or don't agree with it, when you have a big national spotlight game. Now, you thought that was on purpose. Like, they're going to play on Sunday night football. Because, like, normally, like, this is the rules of sports, right? When you do the players-only meeting or when the manager has the, you know, meeting or the coach has a meeting, you always do it when you're playing, like, a walkover team next. Because the odds are most likely you're going to win, and then it's going to seem like the speech worked. I mean, yeah, this yeah. is coaching 101. That's true. Um, Rodgers decided to do this before a big standalone did, game. Didn't he call out the team last week, too? Not like this. What did he well, do? Apparently, what, apparently what, he was calling them out behind the scenes. What already. was the headline last week with Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee? Um, it was geez. a big one. We spent all week on Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Listen, Perloff, how dare you say that with that in the middle of the show? Like, I'm supposed to remember what Aaron Rodgers said last week. I can't quite buy that he was looking at the magnitude of this game. Yeah, it's a huge game, and you're right. It is a spotlight game. Yeah, he said he didn't want to get exposed. I said, too late. You've already yeah. been exposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, that's a good point. You're right. He doesn't get exposed, but I do think this is par for the course. I think every week 
he says something. I mean, it's amazing. We were laughing before. He's a content machine. It doesn't matter if the season's going on. If you think any other quarterback can eclipse him and steal the news cycle, it's next to impossible. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even bother trying. Uh, Yeah, Samter has several headlines that we can choose from. Yeah, there were a few. One, that three and four is good for them. That was after Sunday. Last week on McAfee, he said... He explained the whole simplify the offense nonsense, and he also oh, talked about simplify the offense, having yeah. input on adding pieces during the trade deadline. <laughs> that was all just last week. <laughs> that was, and this week was the twenty percent of the plays are being executed wrongly. And, yeah, mental mistake. And he called yeah. out the offense multiple times in the preseason and wide receivers and young guys. I mean, yeah. he just has this knack of like calling out young guys in the media. Oh man! And as we're talking about this, you, apparently Alan Lazard was just speaking to the media. And told Rob Domoski and Rob Domoski and others that he heard a quote snap, crackle, and pop in his left shoulder. Oh, that can't Ugh. be good. And that's the one guy you think that Rodgers actually trusts. I mean, Lazard, to his credit, has actually made some really nice catches. This yeah, year. that's the guy they desperately. Lazard, look, I mean, he looks like far and away wide mm. receiver one there. Yeah, if he's gone, uh, this is bad. It's already bad, but it is interesting. Every week, it's a new thing with Rodgers. Yeah, I don't know that you can distinguish one from the other. If he loses this game to Buffalo, which they have every reason to think they're, they're probably going to arguably the first or second or third best team in the league at Buffalo. If you're the Packers and you see progress, are you okay with a loss here? You got to be. A- yeah, any yeah, signs of yeah. progress, any signs of progress, you have to be. Uh, so that's what's going on here and with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> After we brought up the fact that Samter went on a few dates with an heiress of an unnamed condiment company, which <laughs> people on Twitter have been trying to guess. Someone <laughs> guessed sauerkraut. It's mm. not a condiment, though. Sauerkraut's not a condiment, is it? Yeah, of course. You can no, put it's it on a, a hot dog. No, it's a it's topping. A topping. Yeah, a condiment has to be liquid. Yeah, like a jalapeno Who's is not a condiment. Rules? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, tomatoes okay, okay. aren't a condiment. But Lettuce sauerkraut not... comes in a jar, and you twist it off, and you spread it on a hot dog. So yeah, it's... but yeah, you use a fork, not a knife. I feel like a condiment has to be like either in a squeeze bottle or yeah, like you a... would have yeah. a squeeze yeah, you can't sauerkraut. Use a fork with a condiment, bread. although Relish, maybe. salsa yeah is a condiment, isn't mm. it? Ooh, yeah, but salsa is more liquid than not usually. I like agree. pico de gallo, I don't know if it's a condiment. But <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I never realized till this moment how You're absolutely right. You dating a minor condiment heiress. <laughs> not that she's a minor heiress, but the condiment's not a big one. You're very George Costanza-like. There's a lot going oh, the on. the old there. Henry Candy oh, Bar yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're definitely like... Uh... You know what? You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do have a lot of qualities of George Costanza. <laughs> is that not the first time that someone's told you that? It is not the first time. The only difference is I'm not quite as stout as him. Yeah, no. But there's a lot of other similarities. Not bald either. You're also not bald. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And you don't wear glasses. Well, I did, and then I got lazy, but yeah. Okay. Have you ever considered doing the opposite of every instinct <laughs> you have? I had an entire month period in which I did that. Also, <laughs> did? And it was inspired by the show? Half of my that life episode? has been inspired, inspired by Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. yeah. Summer of Samter was a thing like 10 years ago. <laughs> summer of Samter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Block of cheese? Yeah, block of cheese. <laughs> no, no, no. I had my own Summer of Samter. This was in Arizona. It was 115 degrees out, and I just went full Summer of Samter. Wow. Third degree skin burn, I imagine. <laughs> no sunscreen. Just lots of time in the pool. Ah, summer of Samter. Uh, but that's that episode where it's he does. Close to summer of Sam. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely walked out of rooms after a funny joke and just left. Vegas just exit. Yeah. yeah. Remember that opposite episode where is that the one where? Oh no no where he abstains from sex and yeah. then he teaches it's, the Yankees how to hit home runs. Yeah, he becomes a genius. <laughs> it's the greatest scene ever. And they're so like, I we just have, won the World Series in six games. Yeah. I probably unintentionally followed that. Uh, system and I did it to not make me any oh, shorter. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> just it's called the dry spell. It's just a dry spell. Yeah, and Dr- dry spell, and I feel like I made me actually dumber. Uh, your IQ did not go up one tick. No, I feel like I walked into a few more walls during that. <laughs> just not paying attention. Uh, all right, let's get to our lake and bake for today. <laughs> The happiest person in the country today is Russell Westbrook. No, he's, he's the out. happiest person. He's probably walking around on air, and I don't blame him because if the Lakers had beaten the Nuggets last night, and even if it was a close win, even if it was a fluky win, you know what the storyline would have been. Obviously, Russell Wilson's out. Well, well, excuse me. Russell Westbrook is out. Of course they're going to win. <laughs> of course they're going to win. And instead... No Westbrook, Lakers still lose. They're 0-4 to start the season. Yeah, I got a buddy who's betting against the Lakers every game against the spread. He's 4-0 mm. right now. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I think he might be able to run it for all 82 games. <laughs> but they don't have a first-round <laughs> pick for next year. So for the your friend, that's cool. But for the Lakers, this is not cool. Yeah, I, I'm trying to find a silver lining. I got nothing. I got a weird Instagram post by LeBron just now saying, how long will you be taken for granted, dot, 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 dot. Keep going, kid. And I think he's addressing himself. Ah. Besides, we've taken LeBron for granted. In other words, I, he, in other words, he's losing it. He's becoming Aaron Rodgers <laughs> <laughs> before our very eyes. No, yeah. don't. Um, LeBron James being taken for granted. I don't, I don't that one it. I can't get behind. I mean, I is he referring to the team? I mean, how can you take this team for granted? If you've you've seen the three point numbers, they're through four games at a historic low. Yeah, they just can't shoot. Oh, LeBron there, tried from the logo last night. Damon hit uh, them. Net that was rim, terrible. Anything, yeah. Right? Is there anything? Is there anything deeper than the fact that they cannot shoot the basketball? I think it's. I think that's it. But yeah. on the flip side, I also don't think that I'm trying to give up future first round draft picks for Buddy Heald. Like, how many more wins am I getting with Buddy Heald? Yeah, no I mean, offense, he's a good player, but like, is this team one insert one shooter away? Well, it's a. It just shows how this team was designed the exact wrong way for the basketball game that we know in 2022. Yeah. Like, you have LeBron who goes into the lane still very effectively. You surround him with shooters. And how you could build this team this way, I'm sorry. I feel like the Russell Westbrook mistake was so big that they'll they'll never recover from it because they needed those resources to build a LeBron team. We all know anybody could build a LeBron team. LeBron and four shooters. You're done. Yeah, I know. You but go deep in the playoffs. Yet the mistakes were made with how this team was built. Another just crazy aside here, did you notice who showed up? To the Lakers facility yesterday. No. Will Smith. Oh, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about (laughs) gratitude and, you know. We used to claim him as a Philly fan. Togetherness. uh, Yeah, I'm glad. By the way, it's not like the Sixers are worth celebrating right now either. But I'm glad Will Smith can go to the Lakers. I think his absence from, he will not be at the World Series. Normally he would be front row. Yeah. I do not expect to see him. No, it would be Kevin Hart now, other Philly celebrities. But. (laughs) I mean, would you book Will Smith right now? Have no. we gotten away from him slapping mm, Chris Rock enough, enough that he can come in and address the team? Was that a message to Russell Westbrook? What's that? Is that a, a message to Russell Westbrook? <laughs> they were hoping he'd come in and smack him around a little. I don't or, think so. or just give somebody else the inspiration to do it? <laughs> I just don't think, when I think Point of Will Smith now, I don't think of like togetherness. I think of you slap Chris Rock in the face. I'm you, still you, there. You think of dysfunction. And Kinda. It's not like, off the rails, a little like crazy yeah uh honestly like i feel like no this is gonna be mean i feel like will smith 
should go and talk to Tom Brady and commiserate about that whole situation because oh. that feels like a close. more in common? Well, right Will Smith has famously talked much about it, the up and downs Marital of his problems, marriage sure. and like that, how that created all these problems that eventually led to the slap. So if Tom Brady slapped somebody, that would make more sense. But the Lakers connection, I don't quite see. So according to the Los Angeles Times, uh, the Lakers uh, do these things called genius talks. It's a series. <laughs> Excuse me, and it's an annual event where speakers motivate players to achieve their goals on and off the court. Previous guests have include, included The Rock and Nas, the rapper, and now Will Smith. Like yeah. Nas Nas or Little Nas X? No, Nas Nas. Nas Nas? Yeah, of course. Oh, I man. Mean, that would be great. Love Nas. And, of course, The Rock. What are they called again? They're not TED The talk? Genius Talk. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, those two guys, I would say they all fit. You, they're geniuses in their own way. I just don't know if Chris is if Will Smith is is still bookable right now. Yeah. Are we still in that gray area? Is The Rock a genius? That I mean, is an interesting... I mean, I think The Rock is The Rock pretty, is the yeah. most awesome person in the world, but does that make you a genius? He's a genius not, or whatever he does. Not every WWE star, obviously, crosses over like The Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, I think definitely. Nas definitely. Just listen to his albums. You know, he's a genius. But I, I think The Rock might be a genius. Yeah, there's right? intellectual genius, and then there's like other marketing types. genius, marketing genius, wrestling genius. I mean, he's just he is a brilliant, brilliant marketer, and he might be a brilliant guy too. I don't know. Although he did get faked out where he bought that dinosaur skull, oh, yeah. and it turns out it was a, it was a replica. But I think he knew that. I think he knew it was a replica. Yeah, Will I'm not gonna S- judge him on that one. And also, is Will Smith a genius? I think Will Smith is a genius. Was. No, I think he probably still is. It's just I think he's controversial right now. Wait, is an actor or a rapper? Probably more of a rapper. Entertainer. Entertainer. Because like he's not, has he produced or directed or written? Oh, sure. I don't know about directed, but I'm sure he's produced. Yeah, like acting I don't consider to be genius. I consider like the behind the scenes guys. He created the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Didn't he create the character? No, that was... uh, Or he just played the character? I think Andy Borowitz created it. Oh, the comedy writer? Yeah, uh, but I mean, parents just don't understand genius. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Listen, parents I can't just do don't it. understand. I'm telling you. I don't know. Like, I think a, a Beethoven song. is genius. Uh, like, well, he, here's the other part. Like, you're now a parent. You just don't understand. Maybe that's why it's uh, not hitting the mark. I don't know. Like, getting jiggy with it is not exactly Amadeus it's Mozart. A banger. <laughs> getting I mean, jiggy with it. I mean, oh those, those are inspirational, deep lyrics. I've ever heard them. <laughs> Summertime? You don't think summertime is a... Yeah, who needs Bob Dylan? Summer got jiggies. Yeah, getting jiggy with it in particular. How about Miami? That's a real good one. I mean, he speaks Spanish in it. (laughs) Bienvenidos a Miami. He says Miami and then Miami. It's like the same word. It doesn't matter. What, That's what. the genius. I, I, can't think, believe, okay. I can't believe you can't understand that. Will Smith's that. like an Academy Award winning actor. I think yeah. that's where the genius is. Yeah. I do not, I'm not going to give getting jiggy with it. I'm not. It, I don't even think King Richard was one of his great performances. He just, That was more like I am legend when he's the only person alive. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, Independence Day. Come on. Independence Day. Uh, Oscar worthy. But what are his other Pursuit big, of happiness. Oh my gosh, yeah. I could I, not get through that. It was so sad. I know, just crying the whole time. If you make somebody cry, you're a genius. You know, okay. All right, fine. If you fine. can act well enough that you make strangers cry, I think you get genius. Do you think Monica. Colin Hanks makes people cry? Yeah, maybe. Um, one person in particular who may be sitting on this set. Oh. Are you going to bring this up with him? I'd like to. Colin Col- Hanks' acting ability deeply moves me. <laughs> well, actually, a movie he's in makes me cry. 
I know he's coming up soon. Are you going to tell him that you cried at his performance in a children's movie? Tune in and you'll find out. <laughs> All right. Colin Hanks is going to join us later on in the show. Tom's son, of course, actor in his own right and produced a documentary about Willie Mays called Say Hey, Willie Mays. It's really good. Perloff and I already watched it. Uh, coming up next, Jordan Schultz broke the Kadarius Tony to the Chiefs news. He's been all over the trade deadline. He's going to join us next. Time for a CBS Sports Update. Here's Rich Ackerman. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. And, well, this is a bummer. Uh, Got some injury news that we got to hit you with coming from the NFL. It looks like, according to all the insiders, that Jamar Chase suffered a hip injury, Perloff, in the win over the Saints. He re-aggravated it when they uh, won against the Falcons last week. Now he's going to be out for four to six weeks with this hip injury. They're deciding now whether to put him on IR. Uh, huge loss for the Bengals. They've got two games, then their bye week. Uh, he might come back for a game against Kansas City on December 5th. I mean, fortunately, they face the Browns, who are struggling right now. The Panthers come to Cincinnati. And at the Steelers, like, they could survive that. that I, the and question at is, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, the question is, will Jamar Chase be this Jamar Chase who's dominating when he gets back. Well, let's welcome in our next guest, uh, Jordan Schultz, of course, from The Score and is an NFL insider, NBA as well, and a good friend of the show. Jordan, thanks for doing this today. How you been? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, congrats. You broke the news on Kadarius Toney being traded from the Giants to the Chiefs. We'll get to that in a second, but we all just found out about the Jamar Chase injury. What are you hearing? Yeah, absolutely brutal. Um, you know, he's... You mentioned the IR. That's that's really the big question mark right now. I, I think it's a little too early to know. Um, you know, the fact that he, I'm, I'm told he doesn't have to have surgery, which is which is always a plus. Yeah. Um, there is a takeaway that's positive, but yeah, I mean, it's absolutely awful. They, he just had, you know, one of the best games of his career. The the offense has really been kicking up the last couple of weeks. Got that one-two punch with him and Higgins, Boyd in the slot. I mean, it's an incredible offense. So it's devastating. Oh man. All right. Well, let's, we'll unpack a little of that uh, as we continue on and continue to get updates on Jamar chase out four to six weeks with a hip injury. All right, Jordan, the big news, the trade Kadarius, Tony goes to the chiefs. You were all over it this morning. Uh, what can you tell us? It was it, yeah. you know, it's interesting because Tony himself is now kind of putting out some tweets that maybe he wasn't as injured as the giants were letting on. I, I saw, I saw that and he deleted it. Yeah, I was told he wasn't going to play this weekend against Seattle um, and that there was a real chance for him to play next week. But now, obviously, things change. Um, you know, there, there's a lot to this. For one, I think because Joe Shane and this regime did not draft him, they didn't feel as committed to him as perhaps the Gettleman era would have. You know, I mean, you, you think about the think about this offense, right? It's It's – it's not the most explosive in terms of huge plays, but it's very methodical. They have explosive plays sprinkled in. Uh, they're very effective, and they're doing things the right way in terms of they're not turning the ball over. They execute all the stuff that you hear coach speak. But one of the things that Brian Dayball really values, maybe even more so than other coaches, is he wants guys on the field. He wants you to be available. And, you know, Kadarius Tony, I think – I don't even think he has a catch this season. And so they, they just felt like not only for their sake, Maggie and Andrew, but for Kadarius's sake that ultimately both sides needed a fresh start and where better to go than Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes is 
I mean, it's just an incredible weapon to have. I know that his stats haven't been great, but you think about where he was as a top 20 pick in 2021. Kansas City really loved him out of the draft. They did not have a number one draft choice that year, but they they wanted this guy then, and now they get him for a top three and a six-round pick. It's a pretty good situation for them, I'd say. Okay, if, if Tony can't work out in New York with Brian Dable, a strong candidate for Coach of the Year, what is it about the Chiefs that they think they can turn this guy around with Andy Reid? Well, it's it's a couple of things. One is, you know, as player-friendly, Andrew, as Dayball is, Reid is equal, except he's just been doing it longer. I mean, the guys run through a wall for, for this man. They, they love him. And I think that some of the stuff scheme-wise that him and Eric Bieniemy have done in Kansas City in regard to McCole Hardman, they'll do the same stuff with Tony. And I, I cannot wait to see – all, you know, I, I hate using this term, but it is true. All these exotic you know, formations, but, just think about the speed. So, so their feeling is even, even if he doesn't know the playbook right away, he'll still be a factor just because he's such a threat when he's on the field. You, know, you have to account for him when, when you're talking about 4-2 speed. I mean, he was, he was someone that was fair or not compared to Tyreek Hill when we saw that uh, draft class. And I know he hasn't lived up to expectations, but – you know, this deal really came together, I'm told, over the last you know day or so. And it ultimately came down to, to your question, Andrew. Um, Kansas City, Brett Beach, feeling like if we get this guy as talented as he is in our building with all these other great players around him and this great quarterback, you know, it's a pretty, it's a pretty uh, low risk for us. Jordan Schultz is joining us from the score. He's got the latest on Kadarius Tony to the Chiefs. But, Jordan, I know you've been working the phones like tirelessly as the trade deadline is November 1st. Who else do you think may be close to be getting moved? Well, I know, Andrew, you're a Giants fan, right? Are you a Giants Eagles. Giants fan? Jordan, you know that. <laughs> I Eagles, am so baby. sorry, Andrew. I, I actually, <laughs> hold on. I know that because I just I just rewatched Hustle, and of course, Andrew's in it. Yeah. Phil, yeah, Philly Strong. You know that. This is amazing, I, though. <laughs> I'm, I actually am disgusted with myself for that comment. Oh, no. Come on, Jordan. Um, he gets it all the time. Well, we can talk Philly because they obviously made a, a big move. I, I, I talked to Philadelphia last night. I mean, Robert Quinn was someone they they liked, and he's going to be a big-time ad for them. I don't know if he's a situational guy, three down, but they, add, they are to an already stout uh, group on their defensive line. And then on their offensive line is Andre Dillard, who really has backed up, uh, backed up Jordan Mailata, left tackle, who's played great. But Dillard is a starting caliber player. I mean, he, he would be starting on half the teams in the league. So – for me, that's an interesting name. I don't get the sense that Philadelphia is, you know, really eager to move him. But I think with the right offer, they that he would be available. Um, another guy, another two guys. I'm talking about a receiver in, in Denver, KJ Hamler and Jerry Judy. I know they've been, you know, rumored a lot, right? And that's always the case. And rarely do we see all the rumors come true, or if any. But you're talking about two guys, first and second round pick, uh, both pretty well liked around the league. I mentioned Hamler a couple of days ago, just because. His asking price is less than Judy's, and you know when you're talking about again four two four three speed, that's the kind of guy that teams covet, especially when he's underperformed. And that's not all all on him, but I think he is available. Uh, one more name I'll give you on that team is, is Bradley Chubb, just because he is a Pro Bowler. He is 26. He's he's coming up on a on a long term extension. There are multiple teams in the pursuit of Bradley Chubb, and um, as one GM told me that. You know, he, he does think he'll get traded. Uh, it would be interesting to see where because he's an instant difference maker. 
So, yeah, as an Eagles fan, I was I loved Robert Quinn trade. I was like, ah, oh, you know, but Bradley Chubb would have been even nicer. We're getting really greedy as Philadelphia fans right I was going to say, why is Denver so eager to trade all this away? I Maybe I get Chubb because yeah. of the contract, but you're going to trade away receivers even if they've been underperforming. You're going to give Russell Wilson fewer weapons in a season well, like this? The, I mean, Maggie, that's a fair point. Um, is, has there been a – let me – I'll ask you guys this. Has there been a more disappointing – player or team than Russell and the Broncos. I yeah, don't think so. No, but I got to tell you, I, I don't think Jerry Judy has helped Russell much. I think Jerry Judy. No, he, has, he hasn't. Yeah, I think he's a super talent who's just not something. It seems like something might be missing there so far in his career. Jordan, is that fair to say? Yeah, I think he's, um, well, he he was, he is regarded as one of the great route runners in the league. I mean, I did a, I did a show with um, Amari Cooper a couple of weeks back, and he named him, and obviously they're Bama guys, but still, he named him as one of the best five route runners. He is considered an elite route runner. But then you look at the, the numbers, and you watch him play, and you're right. It just doesn't seem like he's consistent or efficient. Um, he was a first-round pick. He's in his rookie contract, as is Hamler, as is Mims, for that matter. You know, these are guys that are talented, that have just not performed. And, you, and, and that's why I mentioned Tony earlier, too, it's just – some guys, it's just not. It's the it's it's the bad fit. It's a bad situation. They need a fresh start. To your point, Maggie, about um about those two receivers, I I understand what you're saying. I, at what point, though, if you're Denver, do you just feel like I don't think we're there yet? But do you just feel like this season's not going to work, and we need to get picks? We need to get fortified offensive line. We need we need more. We need more help around Russell, and these guys aren't it. Well, listen, if Russell stretches for five hours on the way back <laughs> from London, maybe knees, right? if the guy actually cared about football. No, I'm just kidding. Um, obviously, he cares quite a bit. Jordan, we're flat out of time. Thanks so much for doing this. We know it's busy again. Congrats on the big news break today. Kadarius Tony goes to the Chiefs. My pleasure, and I uh, hope to come on again soon. Andrew, I'm sorry about that uh, mistake. Go Eagles for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go Birds. Sure. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> That was awesome. That killed a little of Perloff right there. A little of your soul just sort of... Ugh. Hey, you know what? The Giants are 6-1. They're worse mistakes. Yeah, that's If you called me a Commanders fan, <laughs> then I would have been very embarrassed. <laughs> you would have hung up. Uh, and, of course, Jordan Schultz, an insider for The Score. Okay, coming up next, in the next hour, Colin Hanks is going to join us. Actor, director, producer. Got a new documentary about Willie Mays. Plus, we'll give you our picks for the big Thursday night football game tonight. 